and welcome back to the What the Fork Sunderland preview show. Three defeats on the spin mean that Sunderland are edging further and further away from a playoff berth as the games go by. However, a 1-0 win over this weekend's opponents last season was actually the game that sparked us back into life and got us into the playoffs. Can we do it again? Well, there's one man who knows a little bit about football and a fair amount about Norwich City themselves. I'm delighted to welcome Sky Sports Soccer Saturday host Simon Thomas. Simon, how are you doing, mate? You all right? Good, mate. How are you? Uh, in general, yeah, not too bad. Uh, football? Mm. Football-wise, not so good. I've been better. I've certainly <laughs> been better. What is going on? <laughs> how long I have mean, we got? The, I mean, yeah, we could fill an hour on Beal. Uh-huh. Oh, Quite God, easily. Um, I'm delighted to have you on, first and foremost, but we'll get straight to it. Look, last time I had a Norwich fan on, things weren't great, but Norwich are in good form. Three points away from the playoffs. You ended the game on the weekend on the back of, a, I think, a five-game unbeaten run in the league. How's the mood with you and Norwich fans alike? Well, the mood with me is I, I'm sort of cautiously optimistic. I, I think I think we've definitely got a chance, along with about four or five other teams, of making the playoffs. What would happen if we made the playoffs? Whereas, I mean, I was, I was doing the Football League for Sky in 2015, and it seemed pretty obvious early on, probably the top two is maybe out of reach. I just foresaw Norwich making the playoffs in Ipswich. And when we got to the playoffs and drew Ipswich in the semi-finals and then Borough in the final, I, I was full of confidence. We had a really, really good side. My, my issue this time would be if we scraped in, have we got enough? I don't know. Within it, listen, without using the old cliches, it's, it's all a bit of a lottery when you get to the playoffs. But I'm... The thing about the job I do, which is I, I've grown to love, I'm, it's not that I hated it at the start, but it was just such a big learning curve. It's one of the downsides of working in football is you don't really get to see your own side very often. So I've not laid eyes in the flesh on Norwich City this season. I've obviously seen the live games. And it's been a weird one from a fan's perspective because we had a really good start to the season. And then kind of September, October, very early November, it was it was not good. The atmosphere was was getting increasingly bad at Carrow Roads. And there just seems to be this disconnect at the moment between a, a certain number of fans and the rest of the club. And I, I never think it's a good thing, whatever you might privately think, when Delia Smith, majority shareholder, comes out at an AGM and is a little bit critical of some of the fans, not all of the fans. Uh, and David Wagner, after the recent win against Watford at Carrow Road, um, again, was a little bit critical about the booze that accompany some of the substitutions. I think it was built on what he'd seen at QPR and for some fans felt it was a bit negative. And, and again, he, he called out those section of fans and said, maybe it's better if you stay at home. So it's, for me, it's quite a bizarre season. On the, on the one hand, at one point I'm thinking we might do even worse than 13th last season. Now I'm thinking, well, we could make the top six. The season could finish with a, with a real crescendo or it might drift away into nothingness. But but against the backdrop of whether we're on a good run or a bad run, there is this kind of swirl of discontent around the place. So it's, it's a really weird season, and, and and I'm still jury out, really, with, with Wagner. I'm, I'm still not sure about him. But when you're on the run that we're on, then you go, well, he's clearly doing a good job right now. But rewind a few weeks ago, and I was, like many Norwich fans, thinking we need someone else in. Talking about the, I think it was coined Boogate, but be a few Sunderland fans I don't know much about it. 
What was the situation with that? He, he made a substitution during, was it a win and the subs got booed? Is that correct? Yeah, well, it was Watford, but it predated that with the QPR game and he brought Sargent off. But Sargent had been injured. So I look at him and think, well, he's probably managing him. It's a little bit not in the same universe, both in terms of player and club. But when you're looking at Man City at the moment and you're looking at De Bruyne being sat on the bench for some recent games and you're thinking, why, why is he there? He's had so long out. But when you're in a decent run of form, why risk him? You know, they've got the key running coming. They're, they're still firing on three different fronts. So you look at that and go, I understand what Guardiola's doing here. And I can understand it, but we don't have the embarrassment of riches that a Man City does, and nor do you guys. So you, you, you get frustrated by that. But I think that the bigger backdrop with, with Wagner and so when decisions like that happen is, is there's still a lot of fans, a little bit like me, who are not convinced by him. So anything he does that's deemed to be negative or a bad result, you know, if we get a, a bad result at Carrow Road against you guys on Saturday, I'd be not at all surprised to hear one or two boos ringing out, even though when you look at it, we're actually in good nick. You know, we haven't lost in nine at home, four wins on the spin. There's not a lot to moan about. But if we were to slip up against you guys, yeah, I guarantee you there'll be some boos. I think last time I spoke to a Norwich fan, you may know him, Chris Reeves is, is a regular. Yeah, Revo, top man. Really good guy. Um, and I spoke to him before the game at the stadium light, and he was absolutely convinced that that Wagner was the wrong man. And he said, look, we're going to be awful. We're going to get battered. And I'm not going to lie to any Norwich fans listening to this. You were terrible that day. And yeah, we, we were. Awful. Kind of beat you quite easily. And he was. he said, look, if, if you beat us, which you will, which we did, he said, "I think it'll be gone. It's it's one result away, and we're talking mm. now. I want to say three or four months afterwards. You, you're three points out. There is discontent there, but it seems he's done something to turn it around. So, where does he lie at the moment? Is I mean, he kind of touching it a bit, but but is he under pressure? Is he kind of come out with that level of pressure that he was under previously in the season? Or I still think, mate, that he's he's one bad result away from." the pressure being back on. And, and some people might say, listen, that's the nature of football management. I mean, it's certainly the nature, the, the further up the pyramid you get. I'd, I'd say that based on what we've seen from Norwich recently, I'd say that would be a bit unfair if if we, you know, and you've had a pretty decent record at Carrow Road against us. I think you've won three on the spin. So, you know, it wouldn't be the biggest turn up for the books. But then again, Norwich fans would look at your recent run of form, look at what's been happening managerial-wise. It's been chaotic at the stadium alike. You know, they might look at that and think, well, we shouldn't be messing up against Sunderland given the run they're on at the moment. So that that's where I think we're at with him. He's, he's only ever one bad result away from the atmosphere turning again. Um, and, and I think... I think there's that feeling, but then I'd, I'd say this this would be the same whoever was managing us. If if we still had Daniel Farker in charge, and it, and it still hurts me as a Norwich fan <laughs> to see the scenes on Friday night, I mean, that amazing comeback against Leicester. Leicester should have had a second, let's be honest. Um, but I'm quite thankful there is no VAR in the Championship of the Football League. I, I love watching it because I know the game's not going to be held up by ruddy VAR, but Leicester should have had a second. But those scenes at the end, whatever you think about Leeds, Incredible. But as a Norwich fan, watching Farker do his kind of clock, jeeing up the fans at the end, that's what he used to do at Carra Road. And, you know, took us to the Premier League twice. But there was always that same issue as when you get there, have they got enough? And and he didn't. And I, I don't matter who would be in charge of Norwich right now. We don't have the budget to compete in the big time. So I think 
Yeah, we're at a strange juncture with him. I think they're going to stick with him clearly till the end of the season. It would be, well, why would you get rid of him now? We're on a decent run of form. We're in touch with the playoffs. It's going to be a real scrap for that kind of fifth six for the rest of the season, I think. You know, it's, it's, we, we are where we are. And I think actually we've got a pretty decent manager, not an amazing manager. When I look at your form, you touched on our form at Carrow Road, and I've got really decent memories for recent ones because of <laughs> last season, the the Sam Allardyce game. I think we were both going for relegation, yeah. and then, but then I look at your home form, and it's really strong. Um, mm. Now I always take a quick look, so you know, don't quote me on my stats here, which is terrible for me. But here we are. You've won <laughs> most of your last few games, but you scored yeah. eight in the last two. I don't think you've lost at home since November, which was basically the last time we played you, Miranda. Um, sort of era of time what is it about Norwich and Carrow Road that has them playing well or at least getting results um, at home at the moment oh, we're always pretty strong at home I mean certainly earlier on this season we, we had that rough patch through sort of September October we, we weren't good home or away um, it's it's a it's a terrific atmosphere Carrow Road you know Stadium of Light is one of those I mean our grounds I've been to many times when I was back doing football the first time at Sky. Uh, and that's a massive bonus. Um, but the worry is, is when things don't go your way, it can turn quite quickly because I just think things are on a knife edge at the moment with us, even though it's looking good and the season could bring far more than we expected come September. But listen, you know, we, we've still got a really decent championship squad. You know, I'd argue that Josh Sargent is definitely up there in terms of top championship strikers. He's not a Premier League striker. He had a, a, a wonderful one-off game against Watford the last time we were in the Premier League. But he's not, for me, a Premier League striker. But he's a very, very good championship striker, which brings me back to what I said earlier. If we, if we were to lose him to injury again, then I would have concerns about making the top six. But we've got, you know, we've got the squad you know, to be a very good championship side. And if you're not delivering at home, which we now are, and you know what it's like when you get on a run at home and the crowd arrive at the stadium expectant, I think far too often in the early part of the season, fans were in, arriving in that sense of doom. There's going to be another grim day. The booze are going to be ringing out from the snake pit and the Barclay, and it's just going to be all a bit grim. That's kind of all changed. But were you guys to go 2-0 up inside 15 minutes on Saturday? It would probably change very quickly again. Looking at the the atmosphere, you touched on Carrow Road there, and I was actually speaking on um, BBC Norfolk the other day. And as you're waiting on the telephone call and you're hearing what the mm. presenters are saying and stuff like that, you're hearing about the the atmosphere and the yellow army being up for it. And it sounded yeah. like we're, we're going to be coming into quite an atmosphere. Not that the players that are going there on our side won't be used to it. But are we going to be coming into quite a raucous atmosphere this weekend? Because it's weird when you look at some parts, there's discontent in, in areas, but it sounded from the outside looking in that like at home, the atmosphere is really kind of amped up a little bit. And maybe that's because of the form. Hey, listen, yeah, exactly that. You know how football works. We're all we're all cock a hoop and full of life and 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 full of passion when things are going well. It's when things are, are not so good. Um, and it will be raucous because we're, we're in touch with the playoffs, very much in touch. And you're one win and a slip up from the, the teams above you and, you and you're right back into the top six. And I think, for me, that will probably change over the course of the next couple of months. You know, we'll be in the playoffs, perhaps out of it. It'll be very hard to consolidate yourselves in there because of the nature of the championship. So 
it will be raucous. It will be lively. But hey, listen, I was listening to Klopp just, just yesterday. He loves the championship. This is why we love the championship. It's not saying it's not lively in the Premier League, but there's that passion and there will be that passion on Saturday at Carrow Road. But as I said, it, it could change quickly. Just depends how we start. Interesting you mentioned that about Klopp. I watched that interview as well. And if you're going, if you are listening, which you know you may or may not be, um, <laughs> I believe there's a position at the stadium like coming up in the championship, which you love. <laughs> um, can sure you, can you wait a year though? Can you? I think he's. I think he's pretty adamant he's not going to be back for a year. So what could tempt him in? We'll probably have seven managers in a year in that time. <laughs> Michael Beal's reign, but. Um, Michael Beale, not a man we we do miss, but one man we kind of miss is Danny Barr. Um, our player of the year last year, obviously yeah. not really part of the model because he's over the age of twelve. Um, so <laughs> our hierarchy are not <laughs> big fans, but he he forms part of a really experienced back two for you lot. Uh, he was brilliant for us. Probably most fans would have wanted to keep him. There's been points when we've missed him this season. How has he been for Norwich? Um, he's been good when he's had his chances, but he's not, you know, he's not having loads of chances in the starting 11. He's a player I really like. I remember him at Wolves when I used to cover the Football League. Um, but yeah, his his chances have been have been limited. I wouldn't expect him to start on Saturday. You never know. I'd, I'd be surprised. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, he's at that time of his career. Every, every, you know, everything's a bonus, isn't it? So he's he's been fine for us, but, you know, not not a, not a regular fixture. On the other end of the spectrum, I know he's injured at the moment and likely to be out for the rest of the season, um, or give or take. But Johnny Rowe's been a player that a caught my eye as the one player that was mm. decent for you at the Stadium of Light, and I also watched that Ipswich game, which I think yeah was geared up by everyone for Ipswich to win, and obviously mm. he turns up and does what he does. But I've only really seen him in those two games. I know Norwich fans are really excited about him. I know it doesn't really matter because he's not playing on Saturday, but. It's always nice to see one of you on do well. What have you got there, and, and what is it about? And that's exciting, Norwich fans. We've got a, we've got a real gem. Uh, seems an obvious thing to say. Very, very natural finisher, quick feet, uh, and just a great. He's just got that. It's got that X factor, just in terms of the whole package, not just in terms of what he does as far as scoring goals is concerned. But he just he has that big smile on his face and it was glorious seeing that big smile across his face against Ipswich because you're right that was the first time we'd gone in you know to the to the derby against Ipswich and it, it, there had been a hiatus because of them being down in league 1 with a real sense of dread you know Ipswich were on absolute fire and it gave me and every other Norwich fan a great level of satisfaction that it put them on a bad run for quite a while they're now well back in form uh, but we did disrupt things a little bit and to see him playing his part in that game in the way that he did was magical he's he's one of those players and it's listen you know what it's like but particularly for us we, we get these gems every now and again and it's you just have this kind of split emotion going on. There's that excitement. What could what could this player do for us? But of course, the more he produces performances like that, the more he puts himself in the shop window, and the less likely it is that when we regather, whether it's in the championship or whether bizarrely it's in the Premier League, but I don't think it probably will be, he, he may well not be still at Norwich. And that's that's that kind of double-edged sword that the clubs like us have is that you you get these terrific players. And I remember when I was much younger, you have players I grew up watching, like, say, 
a rural fox who was just incredibly exciting in the partnership he used to have with Chris Sutton. And you just knew, I mean, I, I said growing up, I, <laughs> to give my age away, I was kind of university age by this point. But you just knew with those kind of players, you, you get to enjoy them for a time. Uh, and that's the reality as a Norwich fan. When players like him come along, you get to enjoy them for a period and then they're off. So if we've got a really exciting prospect, but my excitement will be tempered by the fact that there are already clubs having a look at him. And, you know, were he to appear towards the end of the season, he 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 may well put himself in the shop window again. So I think the excitement is absolutely justified, but it may come at a cost in terms of whether he's with us next season. Yeah, I think we all feel that pain in the Championship, don't we? But um, we touched on that It's hard, before. mate, it's hard. <sighs> yeah, especially. You know, I think the Beale situation can't have escaped anyone's attention. Hilariously, the burner account situation and all of the things that went oh my with days. it. Um, it's extraordinary. Extraordinary. Mm-hmm. But I'm always curious, especially, look, I don't like touching on it too much because there's more to our football club than a Netflix documentary, but I think people have an interest in something because we have, unfortunately, historically been, like, ran horrendously. We haven't had a bad mm. 18 months Things haven't been great the past few months because of the situation with a million and one different things, mainly Michael Beale being the, the primary concern at the moment in the, the management situation. You're obviously someone who watches a lot of football, hears a lot about certain things. What have you actually made of just Sunderland over the past few months and that sort of turmoil we've had, you know, the Newcastle situation and Michael Beale coming and going and Mowbray being sacked and all the things in between, really? I think the word that kind of keeps coming back to me when I think of Sunderland this season is is kind of mess and a lot of it self-made. Um, I, I understood that there was this, I, I think what should have happened, listen, just this is only me looking on in, you know, way, way, way more than I do and the people listening do as well. It, it just struck me that there appeared to be a little bit of tension between Mowbray and the club over the course of the summer, it seemed that if there was going to be an inevitable parting of ways in terms of the direction they want to take the club and and what he was doing, that was the time to do it. And instead, they give him a, a few games at the start of the season. Then he's gone. Uh, and from what I understand at the moment, um, you know, the guy, the guy from Reem, Will Still, or whatever his name is, that there's there's still a lot of interest in him. But correct me if I'm wrong. From what I've seen, they weren't prepared to pay the compensation to Reem that would have got him out early and got him in place instead of going down the Beal route. Now, I look at that and go, yeah, you, clubs in the championship, clubs like ours have to be careful when it comes to finances. You can't just blow lots of money on stuff. But when I look at where you could be, I mean, I think you're eight points now off the playoffs. That That's quite a big bridge now to, to close. Probably too big a bridge right now in terms of games we've got left this season. But it, it just seems a mess in terms of what they've done. If 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 Will Steele's the guy that they really want in, well, then get him in and, and don't waste your time on the Beal ticket. I think the signs were there at, in this period at Rangers that that this perhaps isn't the right man for, for a managerial post. I mean, he's an, he's an absolutely busted flush now. I don't know who would touch him. I don't think he's quite as untouchable in terms of management as, as Joey Barton now is. But he's certainly... <laughs> we won't. I'm not even going down that rabbit hole, mate. But um, he's, <laughs> but he's he's certainly soiled his reputation. And obviously, with everything that came out in terms of what was going on online, I mean, as a club, you'd be quite quite reticent to even begin to look at him. So I just look on, mate, at a club, and it gives me no satisfaction seeing 
this kind of thing happening is it just seems a bit of a self-made mess. And I think probably too late to salvage something from the season, but maybe you can regather over the summer and get in the guy that originally you wanted but weren't prepared to pay for at the time. Have you got a burner account, Simon? <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> I did want, I was once tempted to set up a um, an alternative account, but I thought, why on earth would I do that? And can you imagine if the, the URL, URL got traced back to you? So, no. I mean, it just baffles me that people aren't just wise enough to realise the, these things ultimately always get found out. You'll let your guard down at some point. Someone will put two and two together and make four. And then, oh, my God. I mean, it's just, it's so embarrassing. Toe curling. I mean, it, it's not even my club, but I'm just looking at it and think, oh, my goodness me. But as I said, in terms of his managerial career, I think probably busted flush is the best two words I can come up with. Two words. Got a couple left for you. Um, look, I've kind of poo-pooed on Sunderland a little bit because when you lose three games in a row, you're the worst club in the world. If we win the next three, I think we're going to win the league. It's just the way <laughs> I'm a football fan. That that would be extraordinary if you win the league. Yeah, we, at this point, yeah, maybe actually it might be mathematically impossible. So maybe, I, I might think to, it probably is. Yeah. I might need to edit that. We can that. double check it. Well, yeah. Look. But how tough of a game do Norwich fans feel this game is going to be on Saturday? Like I say, we came up last year, you were flying, we had no strikers and we played really well and set ourselves up for the rest mm. of the season, sneaked in the playoffs. So it's the championship. Anything's possible, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. I mean, I think you'll need to put in a distinctly better performance than than you put in against Swansea. I don't, I don't think they will have too many worries. I mean, I know he'll be a player, I'm sure most of your guests would mention, but Clark, if he's fit, that could be decide not decisive, but will have a big say. It obviously depends what level of fitness he's at if he's back and fit. I, I don't think it'll be an easy game. I know we're on we're on fire at home at the moment, but you know the win against Watford the other week, which was comfortable. Watford are in not a good run of form. I mean, it's amazing. I was saying it to the guys on the soccer Saturday meeting yesterday. Who'd have thought you'd see Watford in the kind of run of form they are at the moment? They can't buy a win at Vicarage Road. And yet Valerie and Ishmael is still there. Most seasons gone by, we they'd be on at least their fifth manager by now. But they're still there. I, I, I can only assume the Botsos have now run out of money for managerial compensation packages. But I listen, I think there will be a there will be a confidence. I think that will be purely based on where we're at, particularly at home, where we are in very, very good form. They'll obviously look at Sunderland and what's happening at the moment. Uh, but listen, you know, whether Mike Dodds can produce something at the weekend, who knows? But I, I, it, won't, it won't be straightforward. Uh, and you do, as I mentioned right at the top, you have a decent record at Carrow over the last three meetings. So listen, could end, could end up being a bad day. I, I think we'll be okay. And a draw probably against you guys wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But I think most people will go there expecting another win. We had, I used to live with a Norwich fan and we never beat Norwich when I lived with them. And yet ever since I've moved out about 10 and a bit no! years ago, all that's happened. Yeah. I once came home. Was he, up, was it, I, presume, I presume he was too young not to remember the, uh, the League Cup final of 85. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit too young. When we won via an own goal. The only, the only cup competition I've seen Norwich win since I've been alive. I haven't seen us win any. So you have <laughs> that one on me as well. It's the, friend, the friendly trophy as well, I suppose. We've, we've, we, we hold the friendly trophy that believe yeah, it's called. Yeah. Um, 
as always, I don't know why I do this because I get it wrong every single week with my Skybet account. I just basically waste my cash. Um, predictions. I am going to go for uh, 1 1 out of sheer blind hope. <laughs> I'm going to go 2 1 Norwich women. I think that's probably more likely. But uh, Simon, yeah. thanks for joining us always. Um, I'm saying, as always, like you've been on before. It's not what I meant. That's all right. Well, I, I feel like I have, but yeah, yeah. it's been it's been a pleasure, mate. Really good, and I, I wish you well for the rest of the season, but not too much well at the weekend. If oh, you absolutely. Get my drift. I hope you have a terrible weekend outside from your hosting. <laughs>